Do you remember the day in history when a few people walked into the Capitol building and demanded their voices be heard? You know, that day when Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by a trigger-happy cop. Yeah, January 6, 2020. It's now February 24th, 2023. And the footage for that day has just now been released. And we will look at the highlights in this episode of The Demetrius Rujo Show. We have a lot more planned in this episode, so stay tuned. So taking it from the top, if you do want to see all of the events that unfolded on January 6, 2020, then you can just click the link down below and you will see the full from morning to night, exactly when Trump had his speech and the whole entire timeline from this because I actually made a video for this on January 8th, 2020. So I was pretty right, pretty much right there. But we are going to be digging into exactly who gave the footage to who. So. If you all know who this little guy is, it's Kevin McCarthy. So Kevin McCarthy actually breaks the silence on giving January 6 tapes to Tucker Carlson. And this is the right thing that he should be doing. He should be giving the tapes to a journalist so a third party can go through and say this is exactly what should be released, just like the Matt Taibbi situation with Elon Musk. These third party people should go through this information, through this footage, and say this is exactly what we're going to make the news story out of, and then that's what they should get. They should get unedited footage of that day, or news stories, or evidence, or documents, whatever, what have you. Depending on the case, you know, they should get the unfiltered story so they can make the story out of it. That's exactly how this journalism works. Wow. Two days after news broke that Fox News host Tucker Carlson received access to tens of thousands of hours of January 6th United States Capitol surveillance footage, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy opened up about why he made this disclosure. Quote, I promised McCarthy told the New York Times on Wednesday, I was asked in the press about these tapes and I said that they do belong to the American public. I think sunshine lets everybody make their own judgment. Exactly. The speaker said last month he was looking into the release of the tapes because the pub the, public the politicization he believed had been fostered by former Speaker Nancy Pelosi in the January 6th committee, which focused heavily on former President Donald Trump and its investigation and final report. But Kevin McCarthy did not divulge how he was planning to do so. Axios first reported on Monday that McCarthy shared with Carlson 41,000 hours of security footage from um, January 6, 2021, the day a crowd of people entered the Capitol, the United States Capitol. So I guess it didn't happen in 2020. I guess January 6 was 2021. Um, January 6, 2021. The day of in history where a crowd of people entered the United States Capitol, disrupting lawmakers who were meeting to certify President Joe Biden's 2020 victory. A Fox News spokesperson told the Daily Wire that the report from Axios was accurate. Hours later, Carlson said on his show, Tucker Carlson tonight, that his team that his team was granted what they believed to be an unfettered access to the tapes, and he plans to start sharing what they have found next week. Some of our smartest producers have been looking around this at this stuff, trying to figure out what it all means and how it contradicts. Or not. The story, what we have been told for two years, Carlson said. We think already that there is some ways that it does contradict that story. So let's watch that clip now. So for really more than two years now, we've been complaining about, and we think it's justified, the fact that the U.S. Congress has held thousands, tens of thousands of hours of closed circuit camera footage 
from the public, they have not released any of it, um, from January 6th. And January 6th, of course, is a transformative event in this country. It's been used to change the country. So there are about 44,000 hours. Uh, and we have, you may have read this today, been granted access to that. And we believe that access is unfettered. We believe we have secured the right to see whatever we want to see. Um, so we've been there about a week. Our producers, some of our smartest producers have been there uh, looking at this stuff and trying to figure out what it means and how it contradicts or not the story that we've been told for more than two years. We think already that in some ways it does contradict that story. And so we're going to spend the rest of this week taking a look at it, assessing it as honestly as we can, and we're going to bring you what we find next week. No, and I completely agree with what he's doing because he needs to look through this footage. He needs to make sure... He needs to make sure what's going on. He needs to make sure that he has the right story out there. So he's being an honest journalist. He can't sit here and say, well, this is the this is the story that we have. This is the story, what we want to push. No, he needs to sit here and actually make sure that he's reporting the facts of exactly what happened that day. And that's the most important thing Tucker Carlson and the Tucker Carlson Tonight Show or Fox News in general can actually do for the public. Be honest with the public because for the last three years or two years or so, we've just been getting lies after lie after lie after lie. And we need someone to finally tell us the truth based off of the footage of what you're seeing. That's what we need. Now, like I explained before, if you do want to see my take on this, which I did release exactly after the event, I think January 10, I released it, 2021, you can see it in the link down below. So continuing with the article, some Republicans cheered the move, including Rep. Lauren Bobart, who had opposed McCarthy's bid for a speaker earlier this year. Thank you, McCarthy, for following through with this, she tweeted Monday. The public deserves to see everything that was hidden. But silence from McCarthy's camp up until now gave Democrats room to issue married alarming statements about the nature of the disclosure and the risk to capital security without any pushback from the source. In a letter to the House, Democrat on, House Democrats on Tuesday, Major Minority Leader Kaleem Jeffries said his team is working to confirm the precise nature of the video transfer, which he called a reported breach. That's not a reported breach. That's Tucker Carlson and Fox News' First Amendment right, the, free, the freedom of the press, and the freedom of speech. They do have the right to look at whatever they see fit. If you want to make a huge public outcry about January 6, 2021, then you're the ones that need to sit here and actually have the facts about that case. If not, then shut your mouth. And he stated that there was no indication that McCarthy and Carlson followed the same protocols adopted by the January 6th committee in handling the footage. So what? He has the footage. It's his responsibility to bear anything with that footage. But giving it to a media company is exactly what he should be doing. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer followed the, with the letter to his co colleagues on Wednesday that warned McCarthy is making available a treasure trove of closely held information about how the Capitol complex is protected and its public release would compromise its safety of the legislative branch and allow those who want to commit another attack to learn how Congress is safeguarded. Okay, so I can kind of see the situation that they're, that they're doing, but they're acting like they can't just create another safeguard and, and they have just one safeguard in place. And two, they're acting like Fox News is going to replace or, or expose this whole entire footage. No, of course, they're not going to say where the where the senators are hiding, they're going to have the news story and say, okay, this is exactly what, what unfolded.
McCarthy boasted of giving Carlson the tapes in a fundraising email reported Wednesday by a Bloomberg government journalist. I promised I would give you the truth regarding January 6th, and now I'm delivering, he said. That appeal to donors led to a rebuke from at least one of McCarthy's Democrat colleagues. Kevin McCarthy undermined security on Capitol Hill in ways officials say could danger the safety of Capitol Police officers to feed January 6th footage to a propagandist who downplayed the attack of the Capitol, tweeted Rep. Don Bayer. But, of course, they're not going to realize all of the times that Democrats burnt down the city in the same exact summer, or the summer before this. It's just, it's just incredible, the bias that the media has. Moving on to the next article from the Daily Wire, we actually have Pete Buttigieg takes time off midst. Pete Buttigieg takes personal time in midst of East Palestine disaster asks if he can snap photo of reporter who dares to question him. This is actually a very weird situation. So let's watch the footage here. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Good. Jenny Taylor at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today. And uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, I'm sure reach out to our press office. I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'll talk thank about the you. Can I, can I get a photo of you? Yeah. Like, who does that? I just don't know why. So he's asking a picture of the journalist. Why do you need that picture? This is weird. I, I just don't know. Like, it does not give me good feelings about that, to say the least. So, continuing with the article, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg reportedly snapped a photo of a journalist from the Daily Caller News Foundation after refusing to answer her questions about an ongoing disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, because he was taking some personal time. What personal time are you taking? It's your responsibility because you're the Department of Transportation Secretary. Do you not understand what your job is? The foundation's Jenny Tear caught up with people to judge in Washington, D.C. and asked them a series of questions about the train derailment and subsequent chem chemical fires. Primarily, what he might have to say to local residents who have concerns about their safety and quality of the air and water in their homes. I asked Secretary, Secretary Pete Buttigieg, about the crisis in East Palestine, and I guess he didn't like that, so he took a picture of me. I'm just doing my job, sir, Tyre tweeted, sharing photo of the brief encounter. Hi, how are you? Okay, this is exactly a translation of exactly what happened. Tyre persisted, acting, asking the transportation secretary whether he planned to make a visit to East Palestine. He said that he, was, he, didn't, he did intend on going, but then refused to give specifics. When she asked when he might be making the trip, he says, and I quote, I'll share that when I'm ready, he said, and then stopped and turned to face her and said, can I get a photo of you? He asked. Joe Kutcher, Fox News con commenter and media and politics communist for The Hill, suggested that the mainstream press's failure to address the situation was part of the problem. Quote, this is how elites who are made uncomfortable act out. 
Amazing how few members of the press are commenting on this, he said. It's just sad, yeah, because a lot of people are not even covering this at all. The mainstream media did not even take two seconds to talk about the situation. Now, without further ado, let's dig into a dozen takes. Yeah, so talking about the media, the media is something that we cannot trust. And it is very surprising when they actually come out with a, a story that, you know, ha is based. And this article from CNN is actually based. Angry Ohio residents confront train CEO during CNN town hall on toxic wreck. So this is actually funny that CNN is covering this. Residents of a small Ohio town whose lives have been upended since a train hauling toxic chemicals derailed earlier this month pressed top officials on the long-term health conditions and exposed their mounting distrust Wednesday night during a CNN town hall. Following the February 3 crash, angry and frustrated residents of East Palestine grilled Governor Mike DeWayne and Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw on key concerns including air and safe water safety, cleanup efforts, and whether the chemicals released following the crash could have long-term health side effects on their families and children, some of whom have said that they are feeling sick weeks after the massive derailment. Jim Stewart, a lifelong 65-year-old East Palestine resident, said that he's angry and disgusted with what happened in his hometown. I don't feel safe in this town right now. You took it away from me, Stewart told Shaw during the town hall. Stewart, who lives who said he lives near the train where the train crashed, added his experiences, headaches after he inhales air near his home weeks after the derailment. Quote, did you shorten my life now? I want to retire and enjoy it. How am I going to enjoy it? You burned me, Stewart said, addressing Shaw. You made me an angry man, which I kind of agree with. I would do the same exact thing. In response, Shaw apologized and voted to make it right through proper cleanup and re- reimbursing residents, but residents left the town feeling frustrated after many their, of their questions went unanswered, despite their repeated attempts to clarify on safety measures. Here are the takeaways from the town hall. Health concerns are rampant. Experts have reported their local air and water are safe. However, some residents have said that they're ex experiencing headaches, drowsiness, diarrhea, and bloody noses following the train crash. Health issues, they say, they do not have they do not have prior to the crash courtney newsman newman a mother and courtney newman a mother and teacher in east palestine said that she and her son have been taking some health have some health issues after returning to her home quote i took him to a pediatrician on friday i was told they have no guidance from the cdc the health department they there was nothing they could do she said. Ohio Department of Health Dr. Bruce Vanderoff noted handling potential toxic exposures may not be in the wheelhouse of many physicians. Vanderoff advised if someone feels like they are not able to get the evaluation they need, the state is making additional resources available. Patients can ask their doctor to call the county health department to get connected to toxic toxicologists who can provide expert advice, Vanderoff said. The health department also set up a clinic to help residents who may not have a doctor or just need additional support, he said. Officials promised to stay in East Palestine and continue testing. No, not continue testing. Continue cleaning and continue to clean up the place that you left in shambles. 
Continue cleaning, not just testing. You can test the top of the water all you want, but continue mixing the water and releasing your little testing device all the way to the bottom of the water. Because when we see fish being upside down in the, in the stream of water, then that's a huge problem that you have on your hands. Neen Stewart, an East Palestine resident, told Dwine she was relying on bottled water because she's unsure whether her home is safe. I'm not testing. I'm not trusting what they are saying, Stewart said Wednesday evening. So I don't know who is telling the truth. Dwine acknowledged she's a, still significant work to be done on assuring all the town's water resources are safe. Those with private wells should not use that water until it's tested. He said some creeks and streams are currently deemed unsafe and officials are monitoring them through testing we are not telling you that everything is perfect dewine said officials estimate thousands of fish were killed in the con contamination washing down streams and rivers on wednesday dewine said that the fish were killed in the first 24 hour period of the chemicals release and there's no evidence showing fish were killed after the initial release but does it matter fish were killed regardless According to the Environmental Protection Agency, municipal water samples results in the city have shown no water quality concerns. But think again, if you test down under and mix the water a little bit or throw a rock in the water, it starts bubbling. So how do you explain that if it is not toxic? DeWine also said that he will tell the residents of East Palestine the best information regarding the train derailment to try evaluating their skepticism. Skepticism. Sometimes we don't know all of the information, he said. Sometimes we get the facts that are maybe that are wrong, but there's no way in the world I'm going to convey to you or any other citizen a fact that I think is wrong. The APA is invoking special authority to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. The United States Environmental Protection Agency has ordered Norfolk Southern to cover the full cost of cleaning up the aftermath of the train crash. EPA has special authority for situations just like this, where we can compel companies who conflict trauma and cause environmental and health damage to communities, like Norfolk Southern has done, to completely clean up the mess that they've caused and pay for, EPA Administrator Michael Regan said. Okay, so it's not even, it does not matter who's paying for it. You can sort that out after. Clean up the place first. Keep a tab of every single thing that you spend on and then discuss who's going to pay for it. What? You don't discuss the bill of a restaurant before you even are done eating. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Moving on to the next article from CNN, we actually have United States strike kills seven Al-Shabaab fighters in Shamala, Pentagon says. So moving with the article, a United States strike in Somalia killed seven Al-Shabaab fighters on Tuesday. United States Africa Command said in a statement, the strike was carried out at the request of the Somali government and was a collective self-defense strike, Alfram said. The strike was carried out approximately 320 miles southeast of Mag Magadoshu. Given the remote location of the operation, the command assesses that there are no civilians were injured or killed, Afram said. Earlier this month, the United States carried out two strikes against Al-Shabaab militants in Somalia, killing 17 fighters in all, Ephraim said. Tuesday's strike is the sixth time this year that the United States forces have conducted strikes against Al-Shabaab in coordination with the Somali government and increased pa pace of activity against a militant organization that Ephraim 
EFRICOM considers the largest and most deadly Al-Qaeda network in the world. The numerous operations against Al-Shabaab are a sign of a growing cooperation between the United States and Somali governments against what the two countries view as a growing regional threat. In late January, the United States carried out the counterterrorism operation in Somalia that killed Bala al-Shanami, an ISIS leader responsible for spreading ISIS ideology in Africa. According to AFRICOM, Somalia views the military actions as part of a broader counterterrorism strategy in, in collaboration combination with the economic reform, political reconciliation, and religious tolerance. The United States has prevented, uh, provided ongoing support in the Somali government since President Joe Biden last year approved a Pentagon request to redeploy United States troops to an, the area in an, ex, in an attempt to counter the Al-Shabaab terrorist group. The approval to send fewer than 500 troops was a reversal of former President Trump's decision to withdraw all troops from the country in 2020. So if there is still an ongoing threat, then obviously that's a different situation. If there is no ongoing threat, then we should take the pre former President Trump's word for it. Take out the troops, but it's a different story if they're actually Al-Qaeda Al is still going. Moving on to the next article from MSNBC, we have the Geopages armed Tucker Carlson with an extraordinary weapon. What is that weapon you say? The January 6 footage. Because what is their biggest weapon, MSNBC? It's the truth. Wow. Oh my God. Moving on to the next article from MSNBC. I don't even want to read that one. Moving on to the next article, we have Buttigieg vows to hold Norfolk Southern accountable, strengthening rail regulations during East Palestine visit. The trip conceded with the National Transportation Safety Board's release of a preliminary report Thursday about its investigation into the February 3 train derailment. Washington, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg vowed that his department will work with the administration and Congress to prevent future disasters similar to February 3 train derailment that led to a spill of toxic chemicals during a visit to East Palestine, Ohio on Thursday. Quote, the best way to deal with the ec ecological disaster is to stop it from happening in the first place. And that's a big part of where my department comes in, Buttigieg said at a conference, adding that the Department of Transportation has laid out steps that, they, that the federal government wants Congress and the rail industry to take. Okay, so now this is actually you, people to judge, doing your job. Because before, you were saying it's not your responsibility, and that's a private corporation, and the private corporation can do what you want. People to judge, shut up. That's what you were saying before. But now you're saying over here, oh, um, uh, the best way to deal with this um, is this and this. Listen, make up your mind. I want them to know that they're not alone, that before, during, and after the national attention, they're going to have support. They're going to have the support from us when it comes to holding Norfolk Southern accountable, he said. In reference to the residents of East Palestine, they're going to have support from the EPA where it comes to making sure that they get accurate information about the safety of their air, water, and soil. Of course, they should be, and they're entitled to the truth. The secretary's visit came weeks after the derailment, after the derailment and follows the calls by Republicans for him to resign. Buttigieg took aim at those lawmakers during the trip, saying that the press conference that the people are playing a political playing political games are the same people who have sided with the rail industry and in watering down government regulations. 
Okay, so you're going to sit here and play out of both sides. No, you did not do your job for weeks on end. You took your personal time because you wanted to walk on the side of the sidewalk in D.C. Um, and then you're going to sit here and say, oh, oh, well, those Republicans that are attacking me, well, they just, they want no regulations. That's not true at all. Buttigieg also called out former President Donald Trump, who visited the area on Wednesday, saying that Trump could help the region by expressing support for revising the deregulation that happened on his watch. He was referring to the 2017 suspension of a requirement that trains carrying flammable liquids be outfitted with fl faster brakes. Okay, so is it the brakes that are the situation at hand? Is it the brakes that are responsible? Do we know that for sure? No, we don't. So you're sitting here saying that thousands of trains get derailed per year, and you're saying all that it needs is faster brakes. And why didn't you sign a check for them before? Because you wanted to take your 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 paid time off before to spend it spend it with your husband. It's stupid. Moving with the article, I heard him say that he had nothing to do with it.
Marxist Pol supported raising the debt ceiling back then. 